This, 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 Welcome to podcast episode 235. We are the Fight Disciples. If you've never come across us before, uh, you can get this on iTunes. Just search out Fight Disciples and all Android feeds are on our website, fightdisciples.com. Uh, you can also uh, keep us up to date on social media at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're on location this week, as you can see, next door. Um, the illustrious talents uh, that uh, resides at Gallagher's Gym uh, are doing their work. Joe Gallagher's actually just walked into the podcast for a little bit of a nosy. <laughs> Make sure that we're uh, talking about his boys uh, and girls, girls. <clears throat> obviously uh, in, a, in a good tone, hence the door slamming in the background, just in case you caught that. So if you can hear a little bit of uh, 70s music going off, it's because yeah. they're all training next door. Uh, and hopefully there will be some videos coming up on our YouTube channel in the not-too-distant future of Callum Johnson, who's challenging for world title honours uh, in October. And before him, Callum Smith, obviously, in the World Boxing Super Series Super Middleweight Final, which is happening a week of Friday yeah. uh, over in Jeddah. Uh, so we'll keep you up to date with all that. However, this podcast ain't about them. This podcast is about AJ and Povetkin later on. But first of all, I think it's only fair that we get stuck into a little bit of a chat about what happened in Las Vegas at the weekend, my friend. Fuck me, that delivered. Well worth it. Absolutely well worth delivered. I'll tell you something. First of all, I'm delighted that I set my alarm for 3.30. If I'd have yeah. set it for earlier, I'd have been sat around listening to Bunsy tell us the same shit over yeah. and over <laughs> two hours and over <laughs> for two hours. I've got a feel for that BT Sports team, mate. Yeah. I've been there yeah, myself. The Undercard lasts for a full nine rounds and then you've just got to <laughs> fill... Um, throw to the first fight again. I've seen it fucking three times, mate. Come on, get on with it. What's the matter with everybody? It, uh, Tell them to come early. Exactly, yeah. Uh, luckily enough, I was out on the lash. I went out Were on you? the lash with the lads, so I, I was out all day. Um, got back home about 8 o'clock with a KFC, bucket of KFC, as you do. Um, fell asleep on the couch, and then the alarm went off at, at 3.30, so I was in a similar position to yourself. Um, got to watch the, watch the knockouts back, had enough time, and then straight into the main event and the main event itself I think last year ultimately obviously the whole event was kind of overshadowed by that one scorecard and we took away really from what was a good fight it wasn't a great fight it didn't quite deliver but this one delivered this one absolutely fucking delivered and whether you're Canelo whether you're Triple G we'll get onto that in a minute or whether you're divided and you went for the draw and a lot of people did Regardless of what you think of the outcome, that was one of the best middleweight fights, certainly, of this generation. It proves that, you know, it's kind of when you get lightning in a bottle. You know, they talk about the four kings when Duran and Hagler and Haynes and Leonard mm. in the 80s, they lit up the middleweight division. You had these four incredible middleweights all at the same time came together at once. We got that on Saturday, two of the greatest middleweights of all time in this, are together in the same era. We've had two. I think we need a third fight. That's what I want. I want to see well, we're, we're, round we're, 25 or listen, whatever it is. It's irrelevant who they fight now. If they don't fight each other again, then people, I don't think, are going to buy into it. With all due respect to the other champions, Billy Joe Saunders and, uh, and whoever wins that IBF strap, yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be fully arsed until they see another Canelo Triple G because there's still unanswered questions for me. If it was conclusive, yeah. if we had a conclusive knockout or we had, a, yeah, it's quite obvious that that guy won and then that guy gets the points decision. Then everybody walks away from it, we shake hands and we go, do you know something, we've had a fill, yeah. thank you very much. But there's so much debate still off the back of that result. One thing that I do want to tackle, right, because obviously we're up in the early hours of the morning, I'm having a flick through social media, and yeah, I scored it to Triple G, I yeah. did. But when the result came out, I wasn't as 
shocked as no. I was the first time round. I know I saw loads of people referring to it as a robbery. Let's get one thing straight. No chance. It ain't a robbery. Not even close. It was nip and tuck. There was a lot of rounds that you could have scored 10 apiece. Yeah. Which I tried my best not yeah. to score them 10 apiece, even though on my scorecard I did do one 10 apiece round because I thought Triple G won the first half of the round. Canelo battered him for the second half of the round, so I thought, well, what do I do? Do I just go with ten, my favourite? I can't go with my favourite. I've, 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 got, I've got to score it the way, it, way I genuinely see it. And when it is like that, it isn't a robbery. No. If it, if it does slightly go the other way, and it was slight, it was 114 apiece, and then we had 115, 113 twice, didn't we? Yeah, that's yeah. slight, that's marginal. Someone's just seen something slightly different yeah. than what we've seen. And I've said this to you on many, many occasions, it's so different when you're watching a fight actually at ringside than watching it at TV of course you see everything yeah, when yeah. you're ringside you see absolutely everything so you're more accurate with your scoring so you've got to trust you what can, they you saw can, you can hear it better as yeah. well you can smell it you know you can you there can is kind a of get a sense there is a downside it. though because there are a lot of Mexicans in that arena so exactly. they will cheer for every single shot that Canelo throws yeah, yeah. and you can be swayed by that well, exactly, I've, been, yeah. I've been there I've, I've, Listen, I've, the home fighters home fighters swayed me with the fans of course there's, there's rounds there when Triple G does great work but then Canelo lands a body shot or lands a hook and the place erupts and and you think, oh, wait a minute, you've just had 30 seconds of great work and he's landed one shot off the back foot. What? I think for me, first and foremost, before we get on to the fight itself, in your mind now, then, is Canelo vindicated? Do we, do we forget about the whole drug thing now? Because he put in that kind of so performance, hard. the performance we so never hard. thought he was going to do. Just a bit. We get, we, we get so much shit. Yeah. Rightfully so, because we're fickle as fuck. We are fickle as fuck on here. <laughs> I mean, we turned up at Joe Gallagher's gym today, right? And he said... You two dickheads, I want to talk to you about WBA regular belts. <laughs> Obviously, we've been supporting Rocky Fielding after he won his version of a world champion. We haven't been as harsh on him, have we? No. He goes, you went like this with Quig. Why weren't we giving... <laughs> anyway, we, we do flip-flop, and we have given Canelo an awful amount of abuse yeah. over the last year, rightfully so. Absolutely, right? rightfully so, yeah. Has, it, has that performance oh. now vindicated him? Do we, do we no, forget about the drug I don't drug think failures. it's a full vindication, but what it is for me, I genuinely do... As a fighter and as a boxer, you can't help but admire what he did at the weekend, mate. Unbelievable. I mean, they talked all the way up to this fight, come forward, fight like a proper Mexican. Yeah. He didn't take a backward step. Exactly. You've got to go, fair play. And you know what? Triple G's camp, that's all they were saying. He won't meet us in the centre of the ring. He won't fight us. He'll try and run. He'll try and win off off the back foot again and all that. He didn't leave it, did he? And and you know what? I feel like... Would he ever on the ropes? No, at all. Nothing. Nothing in the corners, nothing on the ropes. From the first spell to the last, he went, see the centre of the ring, that's mine. I'll see you there, mate. And he wasn't necessarily pushing forward all the time, but he didn't leave, did he? He didn't leave the centre of the ring, and you've got to fucking respect that because that's the type of performance which through Triple G, I genuinely believe that Triple G and Abel Sanchez, when they got back to the corner, simply after round two, I think they thought, whoa, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. We did not expect this. That, for me, that was the biggest round of the entire fight. I thought Canelo won round two so convincingly, yeah. probably more convincingly than any other round. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I still... I, I Golovkin nicking it by one round at the end. I also watched it back on Sunday and kind of thought, not arguing against a draw. But yeah. then there was also th- at least four to five rounds where I went, I could see Canelo winning that know, round. I, so think, I think a lot of people who scored it, I, I think it all comes down to the first six rounds, how you scored those first yeah. six. 3-3. Three, three. Three, I had it 3-3 three, three, perfectly. But, but let's uh, there's a couple of nip and tucks in there. Absolutely. If you scored it, and like my scoring to Canelo was six to him, five to Canelo, one shared. So that's 115, 114. That was my scorecard. Yeah. So let's say the shared round. Yeah. 
I was biased. So it goes to it goes to Canelo. So now we're at six apiece. Yeah. And if I if my first six rounds were three apiece, if you've scored them four two. Then it's Canelo 115, 113, isn't it? Of course. That's the flip. Uh, listen. And, I, it's, and, and I can totally understand that. Yeah, exactly. I can watch that fight back now and go, yeah, all right, there's the argument for that. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the issue, well, I want to talk about another thing before we get on to the ramifications of the result in terms of Golovkin. I think Golovkin now is really in a bad position because I don't think the fight happens in May. I think the rematch, if it does happen, happens in September. He's going to have another year on the clock. I think Canelo then would start as a massive favourite for me. Um, but before we come on to that, I want to talk about the w- another part of the fight that not many people have picked up on, but straight away when we come in today, I mentioned it, and Joe was like straight away, oh yeah, we've, we've just been talking about that. The cut. Like, yeah. that cut was so bad across his left You're eye. You're talking about Canelo now. It's like a fucking two-inch they, they cut both, they, across his they eye. They were both cut, but Canelo's cut was ridiculous. Yeah, but Golovkin had a nick, and that nick never stopped bleeding the entire fight. That blick was just trickling. Canelo had a fucking second eyelid. Like his, his eye was ripped about two inches long across his left eyelid. Yeah. And it was like that from at least the 10th, maybe even the 9th. Fucker didn't even drop a single drop of blood. Yeah, but... Like, what the fuck is in that corner? Yeah, but you know what? You, you, it's Vegas, you can do what you like. Yeah. You've so, had, you, we, it's not against had, the rules, but... Wow. You, you've had this discussion before uh, we stitched around. You've had it with many, many people. Yeah. There are different rules for what is allowed in the corner for the cuts person in yeah. Las Vegas. Everywhere else, adrenaline and water. Yeah. Here... <laughs> basically for where, and Stitch has even showed you that um, that little thing that he has where it's basically like plastic yeah. he puts a, a, a film over your That's eye it. doesn't it? well I've, I've seen it and Stitch Duran explained it to me it, it, it looks like Vaseline it's like, it looks like grease yeah. but there's actually fibrous tissue in there almost like a bandage in there and then that's got adrenaline in as well so when you put that over when you smear that over a cut it's basically like putting a fucking a bandage an invisible bandage over the cut it was it, it I, I, as soon as I seen it, like I tweeted straight away and was like, "Fuck me, that's a bad cut," and then nothing, like no blood, no issue, and I was like, I "Have you stopped that with a Q-tip? Jesus <laughs> Christ!" But you know what? That ain't against the rules. No. It's Vegas; you can do what you like. So, yeah. all credit to the Canelo corner for keeping him in the fight with that cut. I think you know, I've seen fights stopped for less than that. That kind of a cut. Listen, I'm glad it wasn't stopped. If that obviously. doesn't happen in Vegas. I don't think we go all the way. Well, yeah, exactly. That cuts yeah. bad. Exactly, yeah. There's claret everywhere, isn't there? Absolutely, there is, yeah, of course. But listen, I thought, to, for me, the story of the fight, even though I had Triple G edging it, the story of the fight was Canelo. Canelo's tactics threw everybody, yeah, including Canelo. Triple G, caught us all on the hop. And for that, maybe he does deserve to get the decision then. Maybe he does deserve it because he switched it up. Yeah. He switched it up in Triple G. Triple G went back and did, did, you know, for me, it was like round 13 started in round one. Similar as well, Canelo, t- if you watch round 12 of the first fight, Canelo is in the centre of the ring. He finally comes and has a go. You know what I mean? He, he stops coming off the back foot and he has a go forward. And it's like round 13 was round one. That was the amazing thing about it. I didn't think he had it in his tank. Uh, all credit to him. He did surprise me, but... Pff. Listen, we've watched... I'm gutted for Triple G, Yeah, man. same. We've, we've watched 24 rounds of yeah. high-level middleweight boxing sensational and six cards out of six cards only one of them's given them to Triple G yeah I know one yeah that's outrageous man when, when I you th- think of when it like I thought that, that's outrageous the first fight and I thought you won the second fight yeah and only one judge has actually given it across two fights so I, w- I, was, I was reading something and someone tagged us in this on our social media actually where it was like all the media ringside mm. from magazines and print that were not connected to television. I think even uh, Letterman from HBO was actually in this as well because he, he scored it 116-112 towards Kna- uh, to Golovkin. Yeah. And I've re- out of, I think there was something like 36 print journalists, two of them gave it Canelo. Wow. 
Wow. In it. Yeah. It says it all. It, 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 you know what? Again, it's unusual because the way to think about that is, though, all imprint journalists, they're on the same side of the ring. Yeah. They're all getting a very all similar view. Yeah. Imagine if the, you know, the, the judges are on three different points of the ring. And in fact, the, judge, the three points... The journalist side is the clear view, so the judges are actually on the other three corners, and the print journalists are on the other corner. Do you know what I mean? The other side yeah, of the yeah. ring. Sorry, it, it, it just goes, just goes to show. It's regarding, all about views. And regarding the last round, who, yeah. won, who won the last round? I thought I thought Golovkin I thought, came out and he was like, "Whoa, he's going yeah, for yeah. it." Yeah, yeah. And Canelo did, was there or thereabouts with him, but I gave that to Golovkin. I did, and then last night when I watched you it, gave it I gave it way. to Canelo. Well, if. I'm mad that. One judge gave it to Golovkin. The two judges that scored it 115-113 yeah. gave it to Canelo. So basically, they gave it him on the last round. And that's how he won the fight. So if they'd have given it the same way that I'd seen it and the majority of and people saw judge. it, it would have been 114 apiece right across the board. Yeah, yeah. And, I think, and you wouldn't have argued with that either. No, you wouldn't, though. And I think ultimately that would have been kind of the fairest assessment as well. Um, I just feel for Triple G, man. I just don't know where Triple G kind of goes from here as well because he needs that third fight. Is Canelo going to give me any time soon? No. As I say, I can't see him getting it Cinco de Mayo in May. I think Canelo is more than likely going to fight. Um, he's looking for December, isn't he? He's looking to de- fight in December again this year is Canelo. I don't know who it will be, though. I, I doubt he will. Because if you, if, will. You, if you look around, who's going to get you up for it now? Who's yeah. going to make the fans feel the way that these two lads have made us feel over the last two fights that they've had? Uh, you know, from a Mexican point of view, obviously, Munguia stepping up. Jamie Monguia stepping up to fight Canelo. That's a fucking massive fight but for your Mexican right. fight fan. He can whack, but he's raw as fuck, mate. Well, exactly, yeah. Canelo will take him to pieces. But in terms of Mexican fight fans, that will sell. That will sell massive in Mexico. Yeah, maybe. So that, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, or even Lemieux. Does Lemieux get a shot after his knockout performance against Spike O'Sullivan? <laughs> wouldn't surprise me either. Be disappointing for Billy Joe Saunders to see the guy he absolutely took the piss out of get the next shot. But, yeah. you know, kind of is what it is, isn't it? But... Mm. I can't see Canelo fighting again this year. I think May is more than likely the next destination. And unfortunately, I just don't see it being Golovkin. Canelo holds all the aces now because he's got that victory. So when the fight does happen again, and I think it will, it makes sense for it to be next September. Golovkin will have another year on Mm. the clock. Because there was times in the fight I thought, wow, Golovkin looks exhausted now. But then there was times I thought Canelo looks exhausted. Well, I texted you, didn't I? Right. At 3-3, I think it was just finished the seventh, and I texted you... I text you straight away. Look at him getting involved in the podcast. Yeah, he can't get enough Vic and the like, can he? Savannah Marshall's just turned up as well. We'll probably have a little bit of a chat with her later on. But the, um, I text you at about, I think the end of round seven. And I think I had it at that point, 5-4 to Canelo yeah. is where I had it. And I said, Triple G looks gone. He's yeah, gone yeah. here. Canelo's putting Gosh. his foot down. And I reckon he's, uh, he'll get the job done. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden he come back out for the eighth round and absolutely put his foot down and did the job, didn't he? Of course, absolutely. Uh, did I thought I thought his power is, is when he when he looked like he was on his way out, just the way that he put his foot down and recovered for a yeah. 36, 37 year old fella, fair play to the lad. I thought he was too superb. Absolutely. I, I think in this fight you've got two of the best middleweights, as I say. What the type of performance they put in, the shots they're landing, their shots that are smoking other guys in this middleweight division, their their shots that have these two have built these incredible records on, the fact of putting people a kip. The body shots, the hooks, the uppercuts, stuff that were landed in this fight was putting most people to sleep. And yet, the two of them proved that they've got the chins and the body work. Robin Reed's just come in and left, by yeah. the way. Well, I'd definitely get a chat with Robin and get his point of view. But <laughs> unbelievable. Like, 
that's that's what made it such a great fight, and that's why I'm you know I'm not afraid to throw it back to the four kings and go, that's a fucking Hagler, Haynes, Leonard, Duran type of mm. middleweight world title unification fight. It was that good. What one thing that I will say on chins. Forget your Mexican meat, stick that up your ass. I want to check that fucking ginger beard for concrete. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He took one on the whiskers around about, the, I think it was around about the round nine. It's all blurring into one now that we've seen that many brilliant shots in, the, in these fights. But there was one shot, and he didn't wobble, his legs didn't stiffen, he just paused for a minute. Yeah. And, it, and it, you could tell that it had stung him a, a touch. Yeah. And then it was like Terminator music kicked in in the background. Dum, 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 dum. And he went, right, you little fucker, I'm coming after you. Yeah. And he did. And I thought, how are you taking that? Unreal, innit? That must be, it. if you're a Triple G, that must be incredibly disheartening because that, he's he seen with shots in that fight that would stop any, yeah, yeah, any middleweight. So any middleweight on the planet would be stopped. I think anyone that listened to the podcast I did last week with Martin Muddy, and he was talking about Triple G, and he was saying, the problem with Triple G is not only is he relentless coming forward, but every punch he throws hurts. Everything, every jab, everything he throws at you hurts. And he went, getting over that psychologically is tough because you know you're already wincing as he's about to throw the shot because you're like, fuck, this is not normal. Yeah. This type of power is not normal. So for Canelo to be able to take that and keep his feet in the centre of the ring without going backwards when you know he's getting hit. There was only one or two occasions where he got buzzed and you've seen him go for a little walk, but not once did his back hit the ropes, no. which we've seen a lot in the first fight. He put, he, a lot of it was on the ropes. In the second fight, the exact opposite, and that takes stones, man. That takes balls of steel yeah. to just go, I ain't fucking going nowhere. It's amazing what a fight can do for, uh, for the reputation of a cheat, isn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. But that, that, that's where we stand now, so what kind of lesson is that to young fighters, to know. anybody? Because cheats do prosper. Yeah, they do. This guy's a cheat. He was a proven cheat. He failed two drug tests. He got the worst fucking slap on the wrist ever since fucking Conor McGregor in New York. A slap on the hands, zero fine, six months out, which is when he took, took himself away to get knee in surgery, which he needed anyway. So he probably needed six months out anyway. And yet, and he comes back in. He's the unified champion of the world. Mm. And, and, you know, and fucking Triple G. He was played by the rules in theory, played by the rules. He's got nothing. Except one scorecard out of six that mm. says he's the better fighter. Um, Boxing's fucking crazy. It is. It? It's a crazy game, it's crazy. man. And I'll tell you something. The press conference on the Friday or the Thursday when uh, Spike O'Sullivan was giving it to David Lemieux, calling him a greasy piece of shit. I was yeah, loving yeah. it. I was right in the corner. <laughs> funny. I was right in the corner, uh, uh, Gary O'Sullivan. And then I, obviously I missed the fight because I got up late because there were about an hour and a half before yeah, yeah. Uh, between the undercard and obviously what we saw with Canelo and Triple G. But I watched it back the morning after and I thought, fucking hell, if you're going to talk the talk, yeah, that's yeah. not the way you want to go out, you is it? You can't get smoked by you a jab. <laughs> Listen, all, all due respect to Spike, he's been on a fucking hell of a tear. And I love the fact he's, he's you know, he's, he's jumped on that Conor McGregor style, I'll sell me bandwagon. Yeah, fair play. But when you're getting smoked by a jab, it's not great, is it? It's not great. It doesn't look great. And you know what? In hindsight, like we talked about it on last week's show, but maybe we didn't talk about it enough. The Lemu-Munguia knockout double. That was fucking free money, man. That was absolutely free money. There were so many fight disciples. I tweeted about it. I tweeted yeah. about the fact that they cashed in on it. I can't believe we never jumped over it more on last week's show because, mate, they... they, they they were, uh, Rung Versailles, uh, what's his name as well? Chocolate Tito as well. He's back. There's a fucking treble. There was a treble there in the offering. Well, that we should have pushed heavy. Yeah. Chocolate Tito, I probably would have just held back off it because I didn't know where he was after the Rung Versailles defeat. But the fucking guy he fought had lost three of his last four, so. I'll tell you something. It was a great knockout, that one, it. Yeah. Tremendous absolutely. knockout. And I would love to see him in with Cali Fi. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. That'd be a great Me fight. too. Absolutely. On Cal, no, it was absolutely sensational to, uh, to see him back. If you missed it anyway... You fucking missed if you missed it, what the, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing listening <laughs> you to this? Oh yeah. If you missed Triple if G missed versus it, Canelo 2, what are you, the are you for fuck? Real? Are you There's doing? not one person now that has decided to listen to, to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. What went on at weekend? <laughs> I've no idea. Is any good fights that. on, lads? Any good fights? <laughs> Even my dad, right, who is the most casual of all boxing fans, he says, hey, we're all right, that last night. I said, did you get up? Yeah, got up, paid me money. I said, you should have said something. I'd have sent you a stream. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't should know have that. said something. Come round to yours. <laughs> save myself 16 quid. No, sensational. Absolutely sensational. I really do hope they go, they go again. Because for me, with all due respect, like I've said at the start of this, there isn't anybody in that middleweight division that... I, set that you on fire. Whistle. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, set yeah, me on yeah. fire. Even Billy. I would Even love to Billy. see Billy Joe get a shot at Canelo. I would love to see it. But I don't think it would be like that. No. The fight won't be like that. It's Billy, good Billy's though, not going to bring it. You've got Billy, you've got Heard, you've got Charlo, you've got these two. Well, they're on the way. You've got Andrade. Well, they're below, aren't they? I mean, there's Charlo, obviously, the Charlo, older Charlo's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Heard's already said he'll come up to fight Canelo. Fucking hell, mate. It's exciting fire. times. It is yeah, exciting times. I just want to see him do it again. Yeah, We've had 24 too. rounds of absolute but it ain't tremendous happening until, fight. It ain't happening until next September. The no problem chance. is, if they do do it again, like can't you say, be Vegas. No, can't, can't be Vegas. Vegas. And like you say, another year. Canelo will have him. Yeah. And it'll be... Triple G be what, 37 then? Yeah, Canelo will have him. Yeah. It's a shame. Because it is, he hasn't deserved it is. the results that he's had in these last two No, he hasn't. From no, the performance no. that he's put out. No, no question about that. Uh, listen. From one pay-per-view to another. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao. It's back, baby. Fuck's sake. <laughs> See, we're not supposed to talk about it because if you talk about it enough, it might actually happen. Hang on. We shouldn't be talking about it in here. Yeah, Because exactly, this is yeah. Amir gym. This is where we are at this moment in time. I don't know yeah. if anybody's checked on him since uh, Floyd and Manny <laughs> met, met up in Japan, but that'll be apoplectic. I think he was it? on a flight to Japan oh, within about me. a minute of that going viral. He's, he's been chatting. Yeah, I'm Call going after Manny Pacquiao. I'm going after Manny Pacquiao, 100%. I'm going after Manny Pacquiao. No, you're not, man. Manny Pacquiao's having a chat with his pal. Yeah, but, yeah. And he's tweeted today as well. Obviously, we record this on a Monday. Floyd has tweeted again today. Listen, I'm doing it. December, we're doing it. We're and not we're paying for it. I don't want it. I don't want, I'm not interested in it. I don't want to see it. They'll do it. I don't want to. I know it will happen, they but I don't want to see it. Mate, fucking hell. Of course, if, if it makes, if they think it'll make money, it'll make money, but it won't make nine figures like Floyd says. There's no way that makes, uh, you know, 100, 100 million. There's just no way because the, there's no thirst for it no more. The first fight wasn't great. Do you reckon? First fight was, was, was a shit fight. Yeah, it was. Five years too late. Yeah, but. So who's going to pay for it this time? Listen. Are you going to pay for it? No, but. You're going to stream it? Yeah. <laughs> it's Floyd, isn't it? Even Floyd can't sell this one. This he's, is flogging a dead horse as far as I'm concerned. He sold the Conor McGregor fight, mate. I know, he but, will sell yeah, this but fight. Conor can sell as well. Listen. Conor and Floyd can sell. Manny doesn't sell like that. Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather too, does not make nine figures. It happens though. I know. Fuck's sake. It's Poor Amir. Disgusting, Poor Amir. Poor Amir Khan, yeah. Has anybody, has anybody checked on him? Know, Give him yeah. a knock. Um, but I tell you who's going to be happy with that news. <laughs> I'll tell you who's going to be happy. Isn't it, Bobby? I'm coming for you, isn't it? I'll see you with these chocolate brownies. I'll sprinkle some sugar on them for whiskers, son. He's ready, isn't he? He's ready, he, yeah. Honestly, Kel was sat there. Yeah. Absolutely. Kel was in Japan videoing it. Kel, <laughs> it was, Kel's, it was like, Kel's right. iPhone. Lads, do us a favour. <laughs> Just cause a little bit of shit here. See, see if I can get this fight with a mere Kardashian. See if I yeah. can get it done. Oh, mate. To be fair, though, I've seen a couple of polls online and, and, and the fans overwhelmingly want Khan Brook over Khan Pacquiao, which surprises me, to be honest with you. Uh, British fight fans, I would yeah, say yeah. so. But yeah. I think on a, on a worldwide scale, listen, Amir's right. 
the Pacquiao fight is the one. For him, can, it's a legacy fight. Yeah, but it, from a worldwide point of view, with all due respect to Kel Brook, in America, do they know him? They know who Amir Khan is. They know who Manny Pacquiao is. Yeah. Uh, obviously, massive Asian following from Amir's point of view, massive Filipino following from, the, from Manny Pacquiao's point of view. It yeah. could go anywhere in the world and it would sell. It'd be a full stadium and it'd sell a few quid. Yeah. Could Amir Khan and Kel Brook do that? No, it only works here in the UK. Yeah, it yeah. only works here. Don't get me wrong. It sells. It's a great fight. We're all dead excited about it and I want to see it. But I'm still... Last week I was... Pacquiao was the f- option number one for right. Amir. Well, last week I said, 100%, Kel Brook and Amir Khan's not happening. Now that Floyd Mayweather's got involved, I'm like... 50-50. Got a chance here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he ain't got... With all due respect to Amir, he can't go anywhere else. No. Sean Porter is an option, I suppose. But he, I can't... I, I mean, when I say an option, I'm talking 20, 30% of an option. I just think Sean Porter as well. Yeah, it's probably pay-per-view. And, well, you know what? As, as Joe pointed out before... Triple G versus Canelo 2 on Saturday was the first pay-per-view boxing event, according to Joe, don't quote me on that, Mm. uh, in America this year, which shows you how boxing's changing in America. So, Khan versus Porter, which two or three years ago would have been a pay-per-view fight in America. Maybe that's not pay-per-view no more, maybe that's free TV. And the only... So, Khan's paycheck fight, if it's not Pacquiao in the UK, it's Brooke in the UK. Mm. because. Pay-per-view fights are happening here. Fucking boy, don't we know it. They're every week. We've got, we got nine in the next nine weeks or no, something exactly, ridiculous yeah. like that, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Nine before Christmas. I was, I was doing the figures. Before Christmas, you're going to have to shell out best part of 200 quid to watch... Uh, it's watch cheaper to go. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper to buy a ticket. It's only three quid to get a, get a hotel in Jeddah <laughs> if you want to get out for the summer. It's cheaper to go to Jeddah. Fuck me, man. But Mayweather Pacquiao for December, which means Cornbrook. December in the UK yeah pay-per-view hopefully yeah uh, other big news obviously uh, people will expect us to speak about this even though we told you about it weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago it's just that the venue and whether the WBA title will be involved in this yeah Dennis Lebedev has got his brown envelope he's sorted he's happy as a pig happy Dennis shit. yeah happy Dennis I'll see you next year lads <laughs> I'm going on holiday uh, because it's Usyk versus Bellew yes one delighted that Alexander Usyk will be fighting not only in the northwest of England so therefore the majority of our audience here on Fight Disciples can come and uh, have a bit of a party with in Manchester yeah, man. uh, in November but he's taking on our boy Tony Bellew and I got, a, I got a bit of shit for this tweet that I put out I basically said this is nothing to do with money this is purely about legacy yeah. now what I mean by that is Bellew's not doing it for free no of course not it's a pay-per-view event and of course he's getting weighed in he's getting paid well for it He'll of course probably- he is well, it'll be, it depends on pay-per-view numbers, but, you know, I'd be surprised if he made more than, hey. No, I reckon it'd be less. Yeah. I reckon it'd be less than that, that fight. This is about the chance to be calling himself the undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world. He's fought at every weight over the last 18 months. He's now stepping back down to a weight where he used to be, obviously, world champion holding that WBC belt. Yeah. And people were all over me going, he's doing it for cash. He's cashing out. It's nothing to do with cash. No. He's sorted. Trust me, sorted. the lad is sorted. He We've is. been around to his house. He's sorted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's looked after. He's the kid. Yeah, yeah. And he could walk away now. It's just that Absolutely. someone... The first and I think he would have. Yeah, he would have walked away. Had Usyk not called him out after winning yeah. World Boxing Super Series, Bellew him. walks away. Bellew's not chased him. But the Usyk problem is, Bellew can't walk away if someone's calling his name. Yeah. Fancy straightener? Yeah, I'm in. That's <laughs> what it means. He's just like... Because Bellew's built his career on calling people out. Hmm. He's built his career on that. So when it came to someone calling him out, I think Bellew thought, the opportunity's there. That's why all the belts are on the line. Yeah. I'll do it. But I'll do it if all the belts are on the line. And yeah. regardless of what happens on November the 10th, Bellew retires in that ring. I guarantee it. Yeah. He retires in that ring. Well, but imagine if he retired covered in belts with fucking five belts wrapped around right. himself. Imagine it. Now, imagine it. Your, your back went last time at Goodison. 
mate, you better get a seat on the other side of the ring. Because I will be bouncing off the ceiling. People who listen to this regularly are going to expect us to back value. Of course. They're going to expect that. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. We've got to be sensible about it, though, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's a fucking really tough fight. It's a very, very tough fight. Once again, he's the underdog. But, but. (laughs) (laughs) Legends are made of this, brother. Oh, fucking hell. Listen, Bellew can be 11 rounds in the back. Down. 11 rounds down. But he will enter that 12th round with the confidence that he can knock out Alexander Usyk. Whether he can or not, it's a completely different question. Yeah. Does Bellew win on points? I think it's difficult no. to see Bellew winning on points. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. But if he, he catches winning Usyk, the fight on fight. If he wins this fight, he's winning it because he's caught him he's and caught him. him out. Exactly, yeah. That's how and he what, wins the fight. What you'll guarantee with this fight, and this is why it's enamored everybody, the British public straight away have gone, absolutely, and, on and paid in for it. Because we're all expecting Usyk to absolutely box his socks off. But at some stage... We are all praying that Bellew lands a left hook. Because if he lands a left hook and wobbles Usyk, Bellew will go all out. That's it. He will go shit or bust. I think the term is balls deep. Balls deep. That's where he'll he go. He will go for it. Yeah. He, as soon as he wobbles Usyk, expect Bellew to fucking empty the kitchen sink. <laughs> There's another one I'm fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> it's the tank. Empty the tank. Throw the kitchen sink. <laughs> empty, empty the, the tank. tank. There you go. There That's you how go. excited I am. It, he will go for it. And whether he's able to finish the fight or whether Usyk can survive and then go back to winning on points, that's why this makes it a brilliant fight. It's a great fight. Unbelievable. And no. oh, listen, anyone that doesn't give Bellew credit for this is fucking bonkers. Because mm. he doesn't need to do it. No, he he's doesn't. He doesn't need to do this fight. doesn't need to take on the best cruiserweight on the planet. He's daring to be great. And for that, we've got to be thankful. Manchester audiences, you better get ready because that's happening it's gonna sell out November. Like I guarantee yeah, that will. sells out quicker than it any will. fight this year. Yeah, 100% it will. But then you've also got an ultimate Christmas party, haven't you? December the 22nd, third play of these two for putting this on. Well, this is the beauty of this fight because love Frampton, love Warrington, stylistically sensational. Can't wait. But unlike Bellew, where they've got like a emotional connection. Emotional connection. I'll go back to Manchester in December you for, for our Christmas party. You're that is our Christmas basically, party. Basically, Carl, Josh, he's saying you don't give a fuck about it. No, uh, I love you both to bits. But I'm not emotionally involved with either of you. So <laughs> the emotions will be not done. Not that you're November sleeping with you. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what it sounds like. But listen, I think that's our Christmas party. Yeah, I think Frampton, Warrington is our Christmas party. So any fight disciples, buy a ticket. Buy a ticket for Frampton, Warrington. Yeah. And me and him, we'll do something after the fight. We'll go clubbing, whatever. Do we go clubbing? Do people still go clubbing these days? <laughs> I haven't been to a club in about 20 years. But we'll do something fun. That's all I'm trying to say. Be great. We'll have though. a laugh. All the Irish, all the Yorkshire oh, lads. It's going to be fucking Warrington's mental. got a hell of a following. Frampton's got a hell of a following. The atmosphere in the arena that night is going to be something else. And let's be honest, if this fight gets made a year ago... I'm sat here on this podcast going, Frampton would batter him. Yeah, yeah. He'd absolutely batter him. Me too. But the performance that Warrington put in against Lee Selby, and don't get me wrong, Lee Selby might be a little bit dead at that weight, but let's not take anything away from Josh Warrington. He was outrageous that night to become the IBF champ. He's the champ. He's the champ going into this fight. Now I'm like, this could be outstanding, couldn't it? Could I think be, it could be a proper back and forth. I think, I think stylistically, they're just so perfectly well matched because stylistically, they're very different. Yeah, both of them can go to the well. Both of them can punch. Both of them can set a high tempo. For me, it's, it's the ultimate Christmas present for everybody. And I don't know where I'm going to go on it either. Do you know what I like about it? I was this? Frampton. Yeah. 18 months ago, I'd have said Frampton hands down. But after Warrington, as you say, yeah. mate, I will never bet against Josh Warrington again after what he did to Selby. Yeah. Do you know what I like about this, Jim? Robin Reed just walked back in again, right? Because Joe has the temperature of the gym next door turned up so hot. So every time you can hear 
um, a little bit of 70s music kicking in a little bit higher on the podcast today is because someone's opened the door to come and get a breather yeah. in the room that we're in at this moment in time. And Robin Reed, obviously, who's looking after Savannah Marshall at the moment. He's, he just keeps coming in, sweating my bollocks up, lads. <laughs> Getting a bit of cold air. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm still going to go Frampton for that fight. Yeah. I'm still going to go Frampton, mainly because the way that he's now working with Jamie Moore yeah. and the way that he performed against Nanita Denaire, the last time out, obviously, against Action Jackson. All right, that level of opponent isn't necessarily up to where Carl's at, but it's, no. he still did an unbelievable systematic breakdown of a job on him. Yeah. And I just think he's the better boxer. I think he, could, he might get outworked because, Fram, because Warrington, younger lad, and he is a fucking, like a shit that won't flush, isn't he? Yep. He will just keep coming. Yep. But I think... In the home of Ricky Hatton as well. Yeah, but... A Ricky Hatton-esque performance. Frampton's been here before, mate. He's been in that arena yeah. before. He knows Listen, what it's about. I'm not, I'm not like you. I'm not picking sides. I want the best man to win. Shit house. But uh, I just think it's going to be a cracker. I think, I think right now we're, we're laughing and moaning about all these pay-per-views and we've got another one coming up on Saturday night. Mm. Um, but fuck me, we've never had it so good, have we? No. The level of boxing is just unreal. And okay, it's costing us all a small fortune, but you know what? Fuck it. I'd rather have it this than any other way. I'd rather be here than where I was 10 years ago going to fucking... Bolton the White's Hotel and, and Green Bank Sports Centre to watch yeah. British title fights. This is the golden age, man. Enjoy it. Yeah. Don't bitch about it. Just fucking enjoy it. Speaking of which, Wembley Stadium this weekend. No fucking... We haven't even had time to... Listen... How long are we in here now? We've, two, we've probably done about 40 minutes of this podcast and we've not even spoke about the biggest fight the this fact, week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This biggest fight this week, though. That's it, isn't it? <laughs> we haven't even talked about the biggest fight this, this week. week. Uh, AJ Povetkin, man. Listen, it's all been going swimmingly at the moment. I just think right now, this Saturday night, it's set itself up. I don't know. I'd lo- Listen, of course I'm an AJ fan, massive AJ fan. Yeah. For me, AJ's not only got to win, he's got to win in sensational fashion because he needs to make a statement to the other two that he's still the king of the tree, he's still the fucking top of the tree, he's still the daddy. But the risk of doing that against someone like Habet Pavekin who can bang is kind of scary because if Pavekin... Ca- Listen, these are heavyweights, man. If Pavekin catches him on the chin, he can go. And we've seen... AJ Whiskers get tested before. We've seen him yeah. wobble before. Don't get me wrong. I don't believe for a second Pavekin wins this fight. I think AJ gets rid of him you know? and gets rid of him inside five Do rounds. Not? Do you not? AJ in five. In five? In five, well, yeah. I think, I think he's going to smoke him, yeah. He's got to. He needs to make a statement. Well, that's when Pavekin's the most dangerous, though, in that first five rounds, I yeah. think. That's where he's at his most dangerous. We're not talking about a geezer that's just going to stand on the end of AJ's jab. This guy is a season pro. Former Olympic gold medal. He's held a regular title previously, uh, the WBA regular heavyweight title. He's brilliant at slipping, slipping and getting on the inside. We've seen, I mean, look what he did to Pricey. Pricey's massive, yeah, yeah. all yeah. right? And he got on the inside and chinned him, didn't he? It was a devastating knockout. His only defeat is obviously against Klitschko. That night he got absolutely bullied, yeah. thrown around the ring, and Klitschko had his wicked way with him. I'm surprised, actually, that Klitschko didn't finish him off, if I'm really honest. But Klitschko doesn't pull the trigger, does he? No. Really? He's just there to get himself through and get the points victory. I personally think AJ needs to give us a Lennox Lewis performance. I think he needs to break him down. He needs to weather a bit of a... And I think there will be a storm. Five rounds, six rounds. Get him on the, try and keep him on the end of that jab. Move on points. No, no, no. And then take him out late. Oh, right, okay. Like a Klitschko-esque performance. Yeah, soften so him up, soften, soften him up, soften him up, soften him up break him down, beat him up, break his heart, and yeah, then yeah. step on and the I, I think he, I think he certainly has got the ability to do that. I think but you're right. He has to take him out. I, I don't know. What, yeah, he's got to take him out. It's got to be sensational. He's got to make a statement because Wilder and Fury have, have stolen the headlines. Yeah. You know, Wilder, Wilder Fury, which, by the way, as we speculated, 
Still hasn't been confirmed, Frank. No. Saving it for this week, yeah. maybe. Pissing on someone's chips. Guarantee that gets made this week and officially gets announced probably on the same At day as the weigh-in. AJ's <laughs> fucking weigh-ins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just to overshadow him, because, you know, why not? Because we can. But I think the only way AJ fights back is because AJ is explosive, absolutely smashes Pavek into bits. That then sends a statement back going, go on then, you boys. Fight for the silver medal place. I'm still the golden boy at the top of the tree. But, as we've seen before... When AJ fights on emotion, like he did with Dillian White, yeah. he's susceptible to getting caught. Yeah, yeah. Now, if he's rattled in but any way... Fun. Yeah, it, oh, mate, he's so... That's is why I like him, because he's exciting. He ain't yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah. He is exciting. You, you think, is he going to go? I don't know what's going to happen here. If he is rattled, if he's going in there thinking, these two fuckers have upstaged me. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to blitz this kid. Yeah. He could get caught, mate. Absolutely. This could be like the Buster Douglas moment. You know what I mean? Not that against Buster Douglas but you get the gist it's supposed to be a smooth ride yeah. it's been a smooth ride so far they've had it their own way it's it, the whole we've got a date here and a date then we're doing this fight because in April we're going to do a bigger fight that's banana skin material when yeah. you start doing shit like that shit goes wrong yeah that, that's my big concern at the moment and is this that fucking shit could go wrong. drug cheat speaking of them yeah right I had a chat at the weekend right about the whole escapades of his drug cheating now, he got done for Meldonium, did Povetkin, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Now, that's the same drug that Maria Sharapova got done for. It's basically um, a drug that changes estrogen in women yeah. into testosterone and then stops, basically, testosterone in men turning into estrogen. So, therefore, it keeps your levels of uh, testosterone to a certain level. Yeah. And, and it was legal for a while. It was part of medication. It People used legal. to use it for, like, in uh, respirators and various things like that. And he was using it on a legal basis. was... Uh, was Povetkin. It was banned in January 2016 and it stays in your system for six months, right? That's, that's, these are all clinical facts and he was tested in the March of that year yeah. and therefore failed his test. So therefore, it's, it is plausible that, that, he, had that system. he had that in November, let's say, yeah. and then it was still in his system and he ends up getting popped. Yeah. Then you've got, obviously, the growth hormone that he got popped in, I think it was October, in the same year. Yeah. That was in his system and I was talking to a person that um, does... Uh, he's a specialist on tainted supplements. And basically what happens is, uh, it sounds like I'm defending him here, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Listen, we've got to be balanced a little bit. A little bit balanced before I give him a kick in in a minute. Yeah. But um, regarding tainted supplements, what happens is, is that the companies that make these supplements, i.e., I don't want to name anybody just in case they get him in trouble, but uh, a company that makes a supplement will put in a little bit of je ne sais quoi, a little bit of something in there, yeah, yeah. because they want the man on the street, the general so, public, oh, that. to put it on, give it the old woof, feel a million dollars here I'll go and buy some more of that gear of course right which then might not be tainted so that's how tainted supplements get into the system plus so a, lot, a lot of them get made in China as well don't they and yeah. they don't clean the yeah. mixing containers so properly so it is and plausible like yeah, 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 yeah. his excuses for getting popped up twice in the same year yeah but he got popped up twice in the same year exactly he's a fucking drug cheat exactly there you go regardless once you get popped once there's no excuse to get popped again second time in the, in the same year yeah. because you should be all over the fact that your career's on the line if you put something wrong in your body it's just the fact that you know because he's a Russian athlete it gets brushed over because it's kind of fucking accepted in Russia anyway mm. it's like Canelo gets brushed over because he's a superstar yeah. it's like you know where the fucking do you draw the line here like either, either, either no one can do it or everyone can do it and you know I'm all for a world where no one does it and that, that's the problem, you know, AJ's never, never tested positive for anything, so you've got a clean athlete against the serial, a guy that's failed tests on more than two, one, hasn't he failed three tests altogether? Yes, failed three, yeah, years On ago. three occasions, so it's like, where's the, where's the, it's like Canelo, the whole Canelo thing, it's like you're talking about being in your system. 
once you've been on it, are you ever really off it? Because once you get on something and you grow bigger, it's not like you stop taking it and a year later you've fucking shrunk back down again. You maintain that size and them strength goals. Okay, it comes back down marginally, but you'll, you'll always be affected by it. Mm. And, you know, was Canelo still affected by it going into the fight with Golovkin? I don't know. It's fucked up, man. Drugs in sport. Mm. Fucks us. But this weekend, real banana skin. Uh, Povetkin could basically throw an absolute shitstorm all over the gap. Because if he does win, right? He gets the rematch in April and makes a fortune. Yeah. That's what So that's the incentive for him. Not only is the incentive to become heavyweight champion of the world and to defeat the world number one, the incentive Povetkin is to get, okay, this is a decent payday. He's probably getting, what, 15 million, something like that, maybe. Maybe not as much as that, but he'll be getting, he'll getting weighed in. He'll be getting AJ's probably on about 50 fucking million. <laughs> but he, he, let's say he's getting 10, 12 million, whatever. If he beats AJ, then he gets 30 million in April. Yeah. That's his incentive. That, so if you're Pavekin, you think, in terms of security for me and my family and everybody, all I've got to do is win this one fight because the rematch will be such a money spin and I'll never have to worry about money again. Yeah. And I'm at that age that's now some where I'm near enough on my way out exactly. anyway. I'll probably that's, call it a day off That is fights. some incentive. No, it so. is. Um, undercard, our boy Price is taking a fight at a week's notice. He was supposed to be fighting in October against Big Sexy. I was looking forward to that, actually, because both yep. men have a lot to prove, obviously, coming off the back of uh, two defeats, the pair of them. Yep. Uh, Big Sexy has uh, got himself injured, so he's had to pull out that fight. The call came in, of course, because there's a newfound love, I think, in the country for David Price. He sells a few tickets, and Eddie Hearn likes throwing into the slaughter a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And he's taking on Kuzmin this weekend, an undefeated fighter, 12-0, knocking out kids for fun. It's a fucking proper threat, this. I'm, I'm not going to enjoy it, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Until Pricey lands, and I hope that he does land first, until gotcha. that happens, I can't watch this fight because it's... You just know. If so, if, 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 if it's heavyweight boxing. If he gets caught, it's done. Again, the, the, again, similar to Povetkin, though. It's is it? It's worth the gamble for Pricey. Oh, of course, it is. Yeah, it's worth the gamble because if he knocks this kid out and this kid's got momentum, as you say, he's undefeated, knockout record. Yeah. he's he's building up to be a future title contender. Pricey knocks him out. Pricey becomes the next title contender, and the narrative. Well, he is gets still himself there. a better fight. Well, that's what I mean. He the, gets na- himself a better the, fight. the narrative is there to put, go. Okay, then let's make Price versus. Dillian White on the undercard of, 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 you know, of whatever, or there's an opportunity there to get it. This is the heavyweight division, after all. Hmm. You're one knockout away from an eliminator, I think. One knockout away from a title eliminator. One good knockout. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. If he gets a knockout this weekend, Pricey, chances are he gets some kind of world title eliminator or a top-ranked opponent next. And if he wins that, there's a narrative there. There's a narrative there with Fury. There's a narrative there with, with AJ. Obviously, the rivalry with Fury over the years, you know, Price being the last man to beat Fury in the uh, ABA Championships. And then the narrative with Anthony Joshua, the two Olympic medalists from the UK. Pricey, again, can punch a fucking lottery ticket if he can land a punch that knocks this kid out at the weekend. And he can. So it's got to, worth, it's got to be worth the he's chance. He's more than capable of knocking anybody out in the heavyweight division. Absolutely. It's here. It's here. With Pricey, he's just got to believe that. I mean, we yeah. saw him perfecting. I mean, he looked like he was in a great mental state. Yeah. He went down, got up. And he had Povetkin. He had him nearly there, didn't he? Yeah. And it just didn't necessarily play out. No. And I hope that that hasn't taken too much away from his confidence going into this fight because I think he's got to use the same attitude. Yeah. He's got to have the same attitude. He's just got to think to himself, fuck it, shit a bus, let's roll the dice. I've got to get to him before he gets to me. Yeah, I, th- I think what we, people need to understand as well with Placey, and I've spent uh, quite a lot of time with him over the last six months, so certainly enough time to get me head around his headspace. 
he's just doing it because he, he enjoys it. He's doing it because it's a sport it's again. He's not putting himself under the kind of pressure he was before, saying, I've oh, you know, I, I've got to live up to this expectation. I'm a former Olympic medalist, and I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and I've got to take it serious. He's kind of going to the gym because he, he likes going to the gym. He's, he's going to the gym and he's training again because he doesn't want to get a job in a fucking bank. He yeah. doesn't want to go and carry bricks on a building site. He wants to be a professional athlete. So he's cut himself a break and going, you know what? You win some, you lose some. He's never going to be the next Anthony Joshua. He's, he's, his undefeated record's gone anyway. Expectations, I think, with five fans now is probably down here rather than up there now. So what's he got to fucking lose? What's the worst thing that can happen on Saturday night? He gets knocked out, but he gets a good payday. He's fighting the top-ranked guy anyway. It does nothing in terms of where he is. The big, sexy fight, will that make that in January then? That doesn't go away if he loses no. on Saturday. He's still in the same position he's in, yeah. so you may as well fucking take a chance. It's some, do you know something? The big, sexy fight is still there, and I still would like to see it. It's fights like... I know that you were saying he's one knockout away from maybe title contention or being there or thereabouts. It's something like a Dave Allen. If he, if he beats Kuzmin... Yeah. Dave Allen sells tickets. No, I think that's a massive step backwards. Kuzman's fucking well ranked higher than of Dave Allen. Of course he is. Of course he is. I'm I talking about money. Necessarily come backwards, but it, I think if you be if you can beat Kuzman this weekend, then the you know White Chisora happens in December. I think the loser of that fight versus Price on the undercard of White versus maybe. AJ in, yeah, in, in April, and then you win that fight, then suddenly fucking hell, you're a contender again. Maybe, maybe. So it's an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it is. Listen aggressive. again. You, you, you know, I think the bookies will have him a massive underdog. But this is the heavyweight division, man. It only takes one shot. And all I know is Price is in a good frame of mind right now. He's mm. happy. He's happy with his team. He's happy with his boxing. You never know. Luke Campbell, even Mendy, the rematch. Yeah, man. WBC eliminator. Uh, this is one Luke's wanted. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the first fight went horribly wrong, obviously. Luke had a lot going on outside the ring uh, with his dad and various things like that in his personal life, which maybe uh, played into the hands of Ivan Mendy and he took, and he took full advantage, didn't he? He did, yeah. he did the job, no question about that. Um, and he's got an opportunity at redemption this weekend. I hope he, it comes through because we've got quite an exciting uh, situation, haven't we, in that, uh, in that particular division. Luke did extremely well as an amateur, obviously getting himself that gold medal and he's, he's at that stage now because he's not spring chicken. We've got to, I know he looks young. Yeah, yeah. He's no, he early isn't. 30s. He is, yeah, yeah. So this is the time now. He yeah. has to make a statement against Ivan Mendy at Wembley yeah. and then you would hope after a fantastic performance that he put in against Jorge Linares which didn't necessarily go his way the next year March, April next year maybe on that on the card of AJ at Wembley once again he's fighting for a world title yeah absolutely and then I'd like to see him in with this fella next door Crawler mm. I'd love to see the Crawler fight come off absolutely um, again it's another when you look at it though from the outside you know it's a massive opportunity obviously for Luke to right a wrong but it's also a fucking bit of a banana skin for him as well because massive. you know if he gets if he loses to Mendy a second time that's a massive hit on where Luke is right now. You know he's he's right there. He's on the cusp of a title shot. He's on the cusp of a phone call to fighter Garcia or Lomachenko, whatever it may be. Mm. And I just think he's got to be careful against Mendy this weekend. He's got to be on it because Mendy will fancy it. Mendy, Mendy got the job done the first time. He'll fancy it a second time. But I, I think a, a sensational performance by Luke this weekend, as you say, guarantees a world title fight next and. Um, you know, he deserves it. I thought his performance against Linares was absolutely sensational. You know, he came that close to winning a world title fight that night. A couple more rounds, it had probably been his. So, um, big opportunity for Luke, but he's got to take it. Mm. Got to take it both That hands. actually could be the fight of the night. There's another fight that I'm interested in on this card, which involves Lawrence Acoli. Uh, and I, I've got a, 
tip my hat off to Lawrence because he was uh, the Commonwealth champion. He's basically been that belt because he, he values the Lonsdale belt so highly and he wants a piece of Matty Askin and we're getting it uh, this, this weekend. It's a belter. It's a real good fight. And yeah, yeah. I hope that Askin asks questions of Akoli that we haven't yeah. seen before. We've seen power. We know we yeah. can whack. Of course. Let's see a bit of something else. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for as well. And you know what? I've talked about it on the show plenty of times before. I love the way Akoli's being matched. I love the fights that Akoli's having. He, he, you know, look at his record. Look at the fights he's been in already so far. Mm. Headlining at your call. He's ticking every box for me. Whereas you've got a lot of the other GB guys. Who, a bit too many foreign imports for my liking. Akoli's doing it the right way. He's being match great. Askin's a real good fight for him. I think Askin will ask questions of him. Mm. But I think right now Akoli just seems to be getting better and better and better. I think this could potentially be fight of the night I don't think it'll go the distance no I don't I don't think I, th- I don't think it will not with the power that Akoli um, has in but his but I think Askin might, might you know he might start bright he might catch yeah, Akoli sleeping a little bit that's what I'm saying I, I, want I, other questions. I mean I, I, I expected other questions to be asked of Akoli when he fought against Isaac Chamberlain but it just fell flat on its backside didn't yeah, it yeah. I hope that Askin is a bit more of a seasoned pro obviously he's the champ and I think he will he's going to be a bit cuter isn't he yeah, rather yeah. than Let's all go and throw some bombs. I think he's going to be a bit cuter. He's going to make Lawrence think uh, in there. And we need to see if he can do that because yeah. we know that he can get people out there with his power. Can he do it by setting shots up rather than just knocking the living daylights out of them? Absolutely. Um, anyway, uh, there's two good fights there between uh, Lawrence O'Curley and Matt Askin and, of course, uh, Ivan Mendy uh, coming back uh, to face uh, Luke Campbell on this undercard. And obviously, we've got the main event as well, mate. It should be a cracker. We are being treated left, right and centre to some wonderful boxing yep. at this moment in time uh, and we should embrace it yeah I know they charge you 16, 17 quid at a time but come on man like he said a couple, of, boss. couple of years ago we were sat in a leisure centre picking yep. our noses watching absolute nonsense now we're at it this is <laughs> yeah. where we should embrace it absolutely um, and the week after uh, we're going to be talking obviously about um, a flight to Jeddah between George Groves and uh, Callum Smith there'll be some stuff on our YouTube channel, uh, channel with Callum Smith so make sure you go and check that out uh, next door fight disciples next door that way mate did you do he's that? Ne- he's next door oh, I thought you pointed that way he's next door right, yeah. so we're going to have a chat with him in a minute about that so that'll be on our YouTube channel uh, so make sure you check it out fight disciples uh, all Instagram and Twitter and Facebook he's at fight disciples and you can subscribe to our podcast uh, which is here every single week uh, fight disciples on iTunes and fightdisciples.com is our website for all Android feeds make sure you go and check it out Uh, We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.